and welcome to Thinking is Free, proudly brought to you by Chinmaya Mission New Zealand. Howdy you everyone and welcome back. My name's Akash and with us in the studio we have Ishanji and Pooja. So I hope you caught the, the end of the, the last podcast where we were discussing marriage and Pooja brought to light uh, divorce and... We, I, I know it was, you know, we could have covered it in that session, but I feel like now we've got just a bit more space to explore, ask questions and see where we, where we go, you know, because yeah. I do find that, you know, like you've said, there is this being quite traditional, mm. you know, divorce is not very traditional and there's often a negative connotation towards it. Mm. You know, it's, People often see it from a place of reputation is diminished as well, where this is how it looks like on this family and this didn't work out, sours and everyone's just like, you know, and then what Pujo was saying as well is that then frames what marriage is to some individuals who's, you know, who have had parents who have gone through divorce. But then also if that's going to make people happier not being together, mm. then is that a good thing? Mm. Do you want to add, before Ishanji answers, is there anything else you want to add to that? Yeah, I mean, even sometimes it, it, it taints your view of marriage when um, people stay together and they're so unhappy and you're like, well, just get divorced. Like, you know, like if you're, if, if you're so miserable in your marriage and if you're mm. so unhappy, like that, I don't want to enter that, you know, like if, if my parents have, like are married and they're so unhappy together, and that's what I'm seeing growing up. I would like, I, it would make sense that I wouldn't want to get married. Like I wouldn't want to be, and I feel like people are also like in the conversation around um, marriage, not being permanent, maybe like, as we discussed last time, like it's not a relationship. Isn't like the be all end all of like your life. Um, that like lack of permanence, maybe like, I don't know how divorce plays into that. And like, yep. yeah. So, Traditionally, as in from a spiritual standpoint, or a scriptural standpoint, I should say, rather than a spiritual standpoint, because the purpose of marriage was understood clearly mm. and people had that understanding as they were growing up, as they went through schooling, education, as to what is the reason a person enters into a marriage the alignment of those greater purposes allowed for differences at the physical, emotional and intellectual personalities to be catered for. Mm. And they wouldn't lead to a breakdown of the relation, its relationship itself because the spiritual purpose is still being served. Mm -hmm. In the absence of that, Obviously, one will become extremely miserable once the foundations of a relationship are broken or challenged. Mm -hmm. And what one should do is take forth steps to mitigate them, to overcome them. And as a last resort, I guess, yes, divorce does have a place in modern society, mm. um, because s certain decisions have been made 
with a lack of understanding mm. and in time we have come to understand that <laughs> there was a mistake committed and we have done everything we can to overcome it and yet if things are not working out moving away from it is okay as in like mm. this is what i think mm. um this is my understanding of it that since relationships aren't the entire purpose of life in but in saying that we have to also recognize what the impact that action in this case divorce has mm. on the people around us mm. the children um is it that important that i have to break apart my family for it mm. in certain situations yes in certain, in majority of them perhaps no um but the moment you say yes it's okay we'll start justifying it that's mm. how the human mind works mm. and the moment we say no there'll be people taking advantage of it and that's the human mind as well so there is no answer which says yes it's okay or no it's not okay it's on a case to case basis and mm. it depends on the situation mm. on what the people involved are going through and what impacts it's going to have on the people around the individuals who are in that relationship because to break apart a family um it has huge consequences on the children's mind as well mm. um not entirely healthy but you know we started on the wrong footing itself do we have a better choice mm. um so it has to be very carefully examined and it's it's not just a yes or no from the scriptural standpoint validating whatever we feel like doing mm. what i would like to emphasize is understand or have a greater understanding of the institution of marriage and what purpose it serves in our life and try and live it through that rather than our superficial understandings that we have come to live with of marriage mm. today if that makes sense it does i think that's a lot to digest so like i'll have to think about it <laughs> but is there you know how in the traditional indian wedding there's so many different practices during that ceremony mm. is there a specific spiritual ceremony to go through when you go through a divorce because now like modern day you just sign a paper with a lawyer and yeah you know that's it back in the days no there wasn't oh really you yeah. just decide <laughs> see you later um, i see the in, in the traditional way the marriage actually ended when a person entered the sanyasa ashrama right mm. marriage was not for till the day <laughs> i die mm. you have grahastha ashrama yeah and the day you see your grandchild's face you graduate into vanaprastha and thereafter your life is not as partners but as friends mm. leading to sanyasa where all relationships are given up well 
that that <laughs> kind of <laughs> it's interesting, eh, to put this like kind of temporal because it serves a framework. Purpose, yeah, yeah. Right. It, it because I had vasanas or these tendencies or desires to have a family, want companionship, achieve certain goals in the world outside. Once they're achieved, it's mm. fulfilled its purpose. I have to move past it. And once a person enters Vanaprastha stage, the relationship turns into more of a friendly companionship where the goal is sp spiritual unfoldment given the predominance. Mm -hmm. And the secondary role is supporting the upcoming generation. Mm. But today we don't get out of Grahastha Ashrama itself mm. till the day we die. Yeah. And sannyasa is nowhere talked about. Yeah. <laughs> right? So we are living incomplete lives. Yeah. We are expecting permanency from that which is impermanent. Yeah. And at the base of it, this need for companionship, physical intimacy, emotional support, financial support, whatever it may be, does does not go away until the day we die. Mm. And so you see people breaking one marriage, as in getting divorced, then a second marriage, getting divorced, then a third marriage. How long are we going to keep doing the same thing? Mm. I was just going to ask, what do you think about the people who get married in their like 60s, 70s? and <sighs> <laughs> No comments. <laughs> Because that is such a common thing as well, you know, that we yep. often see. And I, I guess there is a... We have to ask the question, what is the purpose of life? Mm. Are relationships yeah. it? Yeah. Mm -hmm. So while religion and spirituality teaches us how to have amazing relationships, it also tells us at the same time, relationships aren't the goal of life. They are a means to achieving spiritual unfoldment. That is what that matters. Mm. And that's what we have to focus on as well because happiness is within. Mm. As long as I think there's another person who's going to make me happy, we are always dependent on that person. Yeah. The keys to our happiness lies in someone else's pocket. Yeah. It's interesting. Put you any more thoughts on? I think I'd just like to know, like, in terms of, like, fights and times of turmoil, um, what is the best way to maybe get through it, to avoid kind of that last resort of divorce? Because um, I think what I've heard from, like, older generations is they always say you should learn how to fight and learn how to fight properly in your marriage. Um, I've never understood what that means. I understand why they say it. Like there is a way to like resolve conflict. So like learn how to resolve conflict in a healthy way is what they're saying. Um, but is there a way really to like fight correctly? I, I've never heard that saying. <laughs> <so>. <laughs> there is definitely a way to resolve conflict, but I don't know if there's a way to fight correctly. Mm. Um, I have heard where... I think... Go ahead. If the welfare of the other 
individual is at heart the conflict mm. will be resolved remember we've always we have spoken about this that we should be living in a self inclusive manner mm. a relationship is inclusiveness 101 where mm. there's only one person added to my circle that i have to cater for mm. so if i'm not able to do the bare minimum of self inclusive living fat chance that i'm going to do anything more than that <laughs> yeah right we're not saying that there won't be any um conflict mm. but my sense of responsibility towards the well-being of the other person and not just a sense of responsibility but actually wanting the welfare of the other person mm. will provide me with whatever that is needed to overcome the conflict okay right yeah and we start with one person but what we have to do is improve our relationships with the entire community the society the world mm. as long as we remain self-centered we'll always compromise the well-being of the other in some way or the other yeah i was just going to say even just touching on that comment as well is like for me the way i kind of see it or understand it in our marriage is that it's it's nice to know that when the other person is angry or upset and that's because they care about something mm. but then i think we draw the line is like you're saying is we it's that self inclusive or whether it's your ego that's driving mm. this is it to sustain for yourself only you know and then also the other thing that i've also seen and that marriage has helped me to see as well is that you know you're so focused on only seeing life through your eyes and then when you're in a relationship and in marriage having someone live with you in that close proximity really opens your eyes to well, how you live yeah. you know because they're bringing in a perspective of, of why you're doing this yeah. why you know like you did this and now look at the effect that's had on abc and these people mm. you know yeah. and i don't know i feel like that's quite an interesting place to be and that's kind of where that growth comes in as well mm. yeah where this person's really helping you to unfold as a person and question mm. like everything you've been taught everything you've grown up with grown like just this is just normal day to day stuff living with another living, person yeah you know like where do you put the where do you put the kitchen dishwashing sponge <laughs> and what do you call it? you know it's down to that level i don't think i realize how conditioned we get mm. until you know you live with someone who's had a completely different experience you're like oh you do the same oh, i do the same too okay you do this oh i do this this way oh, okay so Is now we find flag <laughs> <laughs> yeah did i use correctly <laughs> yeah so relationships are about expanding our horizons and becoming more self-inclusive. Mm -hmm. If we keep that constantly in mind, I think we'll be making the right decisions. Um if we get caught up in what about me? 
Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's going down a rabbit hole and you'll have so many questions and so many options and so much confusion. Mm. Because really there's no end to it. Yeah, because you're just chipping away and you're going to keep keep discovering more. That itch of desire will always be there. Yep. I do have a question about um, kind of what we talked about in the last episode um, about how when you enter marriage there should be clear purposes and there's um, what you get on the physical, emotional, intellectual and spiritual levels. Mm. If, for example, you've entered a relationship um, and you're like quite committed in this relationship or you've entered even marriage and now you're kind of discovering that, oh, like these are conversations I probably should have had before. (laughs) (laughs) So in those situations, um, is there um, opportunity to reconcile that stuff or is there um, no hope or like how would you kind of have those approach, those conversations? Because if you really love someone and you want to make it work, like the desire to make it work is there. Um, but it's quite a difficult thing to reconcile, um, especially those intellectual and emotional, I mean, spiritual. Yeah. Yeah. Case to case basis. <laughs> yeah. Mm. I guess because what's you, most important. Yeah. To you as a couple or to you individually? At the end of the day, we all come alone and we go alone. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Each jiva is here on a journey of its own. Mm. We cannot forget that. We can't, when we say what's our goal as a couple, we've said being a couple is the most important thing in life now. Mm. So you have to evaluate it from the jiva perspective. Because at the end of the day, nor are you really Puja, nor am I Isha, nor are you Akash. We are all Jeevas, taken up this body, given a name. Mm-hmm. And we're living this life out based on our Vasnas. And hereafter, we'll have a completely different life, mm-hmm. completely different bodies. So if you think about it, we may already, we may have already gone through the experiences of millions of marriages already. Mm. This is not the first time we're trying to figure <laughs> oh, it <man>. out. <laughs> yeah. Right? Should really tap into all those experiences <laughs> <Yeah>. then. <laughs> Learn some lessons. <laughs> yeah. uh, some say if you have learned the lessons, you won't enter it again. <laughs> <laughs> oh, clearly, thank you. <laughs> no, that's just a joke, guys. That's just a joke. <laughs> Like 6,000 lives later, it's <laughs> yeah. the same problem. <laughs> so, um, yeah, we have to evaluate it from that Jiva perspective. Mm. From a, and this is what scriptures base their instructions on what is best for the Jiva, mm. not what we enjoy as this personality. Because the mind with its emotions and the intellect with its values is prone to change. Whereas that jiva is an ongoing entity which has the mind and intellect which are changing. And so scriptures approach life from the standpoint Mm. of jiva and we are constantly trying to evaluate it based on the perspective of body, mind and intellect. (laughs) Yep. And therefore we find it so hard to reconcile everything. 
So our first step is incorrect, <laughs> is what I've been hearing throughout. <laughs> We're Understanding ourselves yeah. at all four levels, physical, mm. emotional, intellectual, and spiritual. And that spiritual standpoint is from the standpoint of Jiva. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, I think that's been like, what I've just learned is we actually have to look at this in the expanded version. Mm. You can't, Yeah. again, we're just so limited in the way we think and who we are, who we identify as. And I guess that also then comes back to your point earlier in the other podcasts, you know, is if, if these values mean something to you and you hold them dear, mm. then that's what you'll look for in another partner, Yeah, you know, which makes it easier to find that compatibility, mm. you know? And, and so instead of looking for physical red flags, yeah. You know, it's like, are we compatible on, do you, do you see the bigger scheme of things? Yeah. Mm. And if, if you're on that, if you understand me on this wavelength, then, you know. Yeah. And I think looking at it from that lens, a person can even come to the decision that if relationships happen, great. If they don't happen, that's also fine. What is most important is my spiritual unfoldment, finding this inner happiness. True. Yeah. And so it's not something that we endlessly chase. It's a option that is available for me. Mm. That's it. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Thoughts? Uh, yeah, it's just completely um, changed my approach to the institution of marriage. And also I think it's going to change maybe how I approach dating as well. Mm. Um, and what I'm going to be looking for prioritizing and finding a partner. So I think it's quite valuable that I've done this without being in a relationship. <laughs> <laughs> and I think I was going to say is also just, you know, from the other side, being someone who's in a marriage mm. and in a relationship, it also is a good opportunity to ask questions too, you know, mm. because we do, we, we are definitely on the same wavelength and we understand these things, but just expanding on these conversations and, you yeah. know, having that space to grow with each other and asking. Yeah, absolutely. And I'd just like to put it out there that I'm not an expert on marriage <laughs> and I've tried to answer these from a spiritual, scriptural standpoint to the best of my abilities. Yeah. Um. Do not quote me on it, <laughs> but I'm just doing my best. Yeah, yeah. of course. I'm trying to, and ex expressing my understanding of it. Mm. Yeah. Thank you, Shanshi. Thank you. <laughs> Lovely conversation and I hope it helps. That's all. Most definitely. Thank you, everyone. Arion. 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 Thank you for tuning in to another episode of Thinking is Free, proudly brought to you by Chinmaya Mission New Zealand. For more information on events, courses, SEVA projects and study groups, please visit chinmaya.org.nz. Hurry on. <laughs>